What's up, guys? We're back with another episode of the Cottage Cast. We have a special guest with us today, Mr. Coviello. Uh, Mr. Coviello is a teacher here in Madison High School. He is, I don't even know what I would call you. What are you, Cove? I don't know. It's a, it's a loaded question as far as, uh, I guess, media teacher is probably the, the most appropriate thing in today's media world. Guy. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're a media guy. Cove is a jack of all trades, though. Does a lot of stuff around the school. Um, we're going to be asking Cove some questions today about himself. We're going to talk about some news, and then we're going to get into one of my theories. So without further ado, Cove, what do you do besides being a media guy? Or what uh, is media guy? You, you mean in, in the school building? Yeah. So I teach, uh, currently I teach two levels of video production, uh, which are semester courses. I teach a course called Introduction to Media Literacy, which is designed to uh, explain to students the world of messaging and encoding messaging that's sent not only from news media, but from television, from film, and from interpersonal communication. So anything from text messaging to, to simple communication uh, through conversation or the written word. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the class that we're doing this for is the broadcast journalism class, which is a full year class, which takes elements of uh, our strongest writers and, and English students in the school building with our media students to put together some podcasts like this one and video um, snippets that go along with written articles each week. Awesome. And how'd you get here? How did, how'd you know this is what you wanted to do, um, being a media guy? Well, I don't know that I, I mean, I don't know this is necessarily what you, you know what you want to do when I'm sitting in your seat, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, I went to school for communication. I was a television and film major. I was always very into the writing and making aspects of film. So it was just a natural fit for me to, to go there. Um, but like some of you that maybe are listening to this, I had somebody tell me my whole life, yeah, you should be a teacher. And I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> um, and so I went to school to study film and, and TV and uh, went to Seton Hall for that and finished there and, and did some freelance work for a couple of years, did some uh, independent film work and things like that. And, and then segued over to the business side and started to work for Turner Broadcasting in New York uh, in their ad sales group. And I just realized that the, the time that was away from my family and the stresses that existed with those types of jobs were not the types of things that I was interested in being stressed out over. And so I made the move to attempt to become an educator. Uh, at the time, I was going to be a English teacher because that's what my college degree lined up with. Mm -hmm. uh, so I had gone back to school alternate route to become an English teacher. And I was working in the Persephone School District at the time. And they have a, a television studio that's run by the school district and the municipality in Persephone. And so I was doing a little bit of work with them there, but there was somebody that was in charge of it. And I was just like a permanent substitute in the building, just getting to know the district. And uh, one day they made a decision to go another direction with the gentleman that was running the TV studio and I got pulled out of my classroom as a substitute teacher that day and was told uh, this is what we'd like you to do and from there I just started to run that studio and about six months later the superintendent approached me and said how would you like to teach this I said well that's actually what I was going to do I was going to be a teacher but I didn't realize I could teach this and he said well yeah I think we should do it and so 
I wrote a curriculum for it and turned into a, a multi-level curriculum. And I, I taught there for a number of years uh, until Madison came calling. And then the opportunity here to come here and, and start to build a program here was attractive enough that uh, I made the move and I've been here ever since. That's awesome. That segues into the next uh, question. Is this like, are you happy where you're at? Like, do you think that you could stay here for a long period of time or do you see yourself moving on to something better or um, a different setup? Do you, do you like where you're at? Cause I know you commute like an hour to school every day. Like in the future, do you want to be closer to home? Do you, is there anything that you would want different about where you're at right now? I, I like the setup that we have here in the sense that I've been able to kind of build a program that I think is authentic to the way media is changing in mm -hmm. our world. Uh, a lot of my contemporaries throughout the state, and there aren't that many schools that run programs like we do. So uh, I'm fortunate enough to have started a, uh, what we call a professional learning community where we, we touch base. So I started that about two years ago. So I know what everybody's doing. And a lot of folks are still stuck in the old traditional broadcast television model where they're running cable into classrooms and running some things on televisions. And Madison's given me the opportunity to, and, and the trust to really build programs that's based off of emerging technologies. Um, streaming media is everywhere. And for the most part, that's where we spend our time is planning to how to prepare things for digital distribution, such as YouTube or, or even some certain live streaming techniques that we're rolling out over the next couple of years. So I, I really enjoy being here mostly because I believe that the commitment the district's made to me in knowing what's best for the students in this discipline is solid. Yeah. The only the only issue that, that that personally that I would have is if I could pick Madison up and move it about yeah. 20, 25 or 30 miles closer to the shore where I live, that'd be great. But the the trade to to start over and go somewhere else, you know, to get closer to home is in my opinion right now just just not worth it when you compare it to the upside that I have with the freedom to do what we do here and, and, you know, the awesome students like yourself that I get to teach every day. So. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, we need you at Madison. I'll be gone, but the, the future generation, <laughs> you're part of the squad that when everybody goes to the school, it's like, Oh, you need to have this person. You need to have this person. You need to have this person. And your name is in that list. So well, I appreciate that. Madison definitely needs you, but on to the next, we're going to go over some recent news. Okay. Probably the biggest thing that's happened in the school it's COVID outbreak mm -hmm. that, um, how do you think this is going to affect going to phase two because I know recently they were last night I even think they released something I forget the date exactly April something their tentative date of moving into phase two do you think this is gonna put a pause on that or affect it at all so just to give some perspective to what you're saying that the school district has a what they've called a COVID dashboard mm -hmm. and so they've been incredibly transparent, which is awesome and helpful for the town to know um, how many cases are reported in each school building each week. Mm -hmm. So you're referring to what was reported, I guess, about a week and a half ago at this point, almost two weeks ago, where we had a, a large spike. We had a significant number of, of students test positive and a significant number of students that were um, quarantined as a, as a result of being a contact. The reality is most schools in the country, especially in New Jersey, have encountered situations that are just like this throughout this entire pandemic. Yeah. So 
the fact that it took us that length of time for an instance like that to happen is nothing short of a miracle in my opinion yeah, right? so whether it was a combination of being safe or and luck or whichever one you give more <laughs> credence to you know the reality is as a school we hadn't faced anything like that so far this year so i think that it was handled as well as it could possibly be handled i know that our building administration it works tirelessly to make sure that the people that are affected by it whether they're a positive test or whether they're a close contact are notified are given the opportunity to do the things they need to do to continue to receive their instruction so i think that the way that we've handled it is is even though there is no textbook is really writing the textbook on how to handle it yeah as far as transitioning to the next phase i'm not privy to those conversations at a district level i know that um there was some discussion yesterday or, or recently from Dr. Fauci um, and the CDC that the six foot range has mm -hmm. talked about being shrunken down to three foot. Yeah. So obviously if you are still wearing masks and it's three foot distance, that changes the game significantly for schools. Yeah. Um, I, I do think it's important to point out though, that we do have a number of people that even if the CDC says three feet is okay, I don't know what that says you know, let's welcome everybody back because there's still going to be plenty of people that are not really comfortable being that yeah. close. Yeah. So I don't know how that impacts what our, our future plans are. I mean, as, as an educator, as somebody that has a vested interest in the culture and the climate of the building, that's a lot of what I, I do around here. I want to make sure it's a great place for everybody to be. Yeah. I, I, I'm very concerned with any change we make right now um, just because, you know, we've been working as successfully as you can in the model that we're in. So mm. if they, if everybody that's in charge of, of making those decisions thinks it's the right time to move forward, you know, I'll stand behind it and I'll move forward and I'll do my best to make it a great environment for everybody. But unfortunately yeah. for, uh, for this question, Matt, I'm, it's not, it's really outside of my job. Yeah, no, I get it. Now the school has been doing a good job though. They really have in terms of in-school spreading, there's been close to none. It's been very, I don't I'm not even sure there has been in-school spreading. All the types of spreading have been outside of school on the dumb kids, um, not social distancing. But um, yeah, they're doing a good job for sure. Well, and I'll I'll go back to that COVID dashboard, right? If you go to the Madison Public Schools website, that COVID dashboard has the number of of cases that were spread in school, like in-school transmission. Okay. okay. So I mean, it, it's a really valuable resource, and it's you know the transparency is something that I think is worth commending because. Yeah you know, at any time we could have a situation like we had a couple of weeks ago and that gets attention. But the couple of weeks where we have one case, yeah. nobody, give, nobody gives any attention to. So just take a look at that. If you, if you have any questions about what we've, what we've had going on, it's, it's right there. It's clear as crystal. Yeah. Um, so you, you said you're not really sure like how this would affect it. Would do you want to go into phase two? Like, do you want to get everybody back in the building? Like, as a teacher, do you want to see all the kids in school or like, are you okay with this hybrid model? I want to, I want to Iron Man snap my finger, not Thanos snap. I want to Iron Man snap my finger and go back to normal. I mean, obviously that's, that's, that's the hope. That's the goal. Um, I don't know how realistic it is. I don't know how safe it is, yeah. but if you're, but if you're asking me if, if all things were equal and everything was guaranteed to be safe, I mean, there's not a question in my mind. I'd, I'd love to, to go back to where we were. I think it's better mentally and emotionally and, and certainly educationally for everybody involved yeah no definitely i think i think it's a little bit risky 
in terms of like, at least for the seniors, I could be biased just because I'm a senior, but coming back in full, and it's also ironic because I am one of the kids that got quarantined, but like, I feel like coming back in school just poses risks to more quarantines. Like if someone tests positive and we're all closer together, then the whole class would have to, um, so to get quarantined and it would just, I don't know, I feel like it could mess with spring sports, end of year activities like prom, graduation, that kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm a little bit scared, but. Well, and I think that that's, that's obviously the lens that you're going to look through to see it, right? Because yeah. those are the things that impact that's you on a, yeah. on a major level. But the reality is, you know, to look at it from a, a, a wider perspective, to take a step back, like, you know, that's why we're not here yet. Yeah. Is that is that we don't know the answers to those questions? It's not it's not that we have the answers and we're okay. So what we're doing it's there, the uncertainty exists to the point where the risk is not necessarily worth the reward right now. Yeah. Right. So we're going to take some time, obviously, as a nation, and figure out what the what the safest practices are as more vaccines roll out to adults and and um, more time passes. You know, every day that that more cases come and more vaccines get in arms, the herd immunity argument comes up too. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of factors at play here to figure out what the right way is to go about it. Um, but to your point, to change anything now, whether it happens or not, it does open up different risks that we haven't faced so far. Yeah. It's a new time. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much it for the news. Just to finish off the little near view. Sure. You were talking about your background how you got to the way you are mm -hmm. i think it's all a lie um <laughs> me and a few other kids i know share the opinion that you are so good with technology to the point it's almost a little suspicious mm. i could see that maybe you are or my theory is that you are a russian hacker here in new jersey doing some sort of recon and this is your little cover-up um i know you're not going to say it's true and they're going to say it's not true but i just think that is i think that's what's going on here what, what's your statement to that well, it's the type of thing, right? When I say I'm not a Russian hacker, I'm a liar, right? Yeah. But, if, but if I say I am a Russian hacker, somebody's like, are you sure? Are you, are you just saying that? Because, you know, that's what we're saying. Like, you can't win here, right? So, you know, just you continue to be a man of mystery is really what it, what it boils down to. And then, you know, but I will say this, if I was as good to technology as you, as you say I am, I probably wouldn't be here. <laughs> if I was really a Russian hacker, I'd probably be uh, in a think tank somewhere. Fair. Uh, plus, I'm not. Plus, I'm not Russian at all. There's not not a Russian bone in my body. So, I mean, I don't know that. I I got your statement. That's good enough. And just my last question: Are your kids real? I gotta know. My kids are in fact real, which real. is an, which is another uh, theory of yours that my kids are are like some sort of vision type cyborg that lives in my house not even know. just it's just like a cover so like, yeah i got a wife and kids uh but you've yeah. seen them you've seen video like you've seen them on my lap on a zoom call due to you know this this hybrid teaching model you're good with tech i don't know how green screens work and all that <laughs> got it got it no two kids very real georgie my daughter she's four johnny my son he's two so you said all right well that's all thank you so much for coming on to the cottage cast today cove Thanks for having me at the cottage. It's very cozy. <laughs> no problem. Bro. But yeah, thank you guys. That was another episode of the Cottage Cast. And I'll see you guys next month, maybe. I think. Yeah, next month. Why don't you take that again?
Nah, that's a good one. I like it. <laughs> All right, later. Everything around me, free.